What's good, Denver? What's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday. How are you? I hope you're doing fantastic. What's Good Denver is a weekly celebration of culture and discovery and fun stuff to do in Denver for kids, couples, singles, and old timers. I'm Ryan Estes with Tom Record Powder Day Donahue and the Jim Nance of podcasting, Troy Higgins. Who's getting fired up for the Super Bowl? I mean, fired up. I don't know if you heard the the controversy, Troy, but apparently the the Chiefs have been practicing in the Raiders facility, and the 49ers had to practice at UNLV. I did hear about that. Yeah, there was uh, some discrepancies there, and the the Niners staff was not happy. I did hear about that. I know, classic NFL. It's unbelievable. Why are they Why are they doing that? I don't know. Taylor, I think Taylor Swift. What do you think, Troy? Why are they doing that? I honestly have no idea. I don't know. Maybe it was just who got dibs first. I, I have no clue. I can't imagine the Raiders favor, favoring the the Chiefs in any capacity. This has to be a play from the NFL brass wanting to make sure Swift Bowl goes down exactly according to plan. Confetti. T-Swift needs to be comfortable during practice sessions. It's she true. Can't be, it's true. She doesn't need to be on a college <laughs> football field watching practice. Yeah, so true. Nice. Um, so big announcement, you guys. Olivia is out. She is out of the podcast game. Um, but we're gonna and we're gonna miss her dearly. It was wonderful to have her. She is back. She had a, a wonderful trip, um, but she's not gonna do the podcast anymore, at least on Tuesday mornings. I did get her, I it was a high pressure close to say that she could come back and do special vignettes. So we're gonna have Olivia back. We love her. She's right over there. Um, and we'll see her soon. For uh, now, she's out. We'll yeah. see if she is coming back soon. She's gotta focus on some other things. That's right. If she wants to come back, then there'll be hazing. We'll have to do a, a she'll come back for the, the push-up competition. Well, I'll do push-ups. <laughs> I don't know why. But today, in her stead, we have a very special guest. Uh, we have what is known as a Denver influencer in Alana Kaufman. You know her on Instagram as at Colorado Girl. Alana, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. Nice. Now, you said before we got going, this is your second podcast. So we're really excited to have you on the show. I'm very excited to be here. Cool. Yes. And that's at The Colorado Gal. Oh, I, I blew it. You know what it was? It was a, it was a spell check. It just, it oh. just shortened it to Colorado <laughs> Girl when clearly she's The Colorado Gal. It's yes. all good. <laughs> yes. we'll, we'll link it in the Alana's show notes. profile is very well done. I'm, I hope you guys scrolled through it, but you do great with all your content and videos and everything. It seems like you put a lot of work into that. Yes, it is a lot of work. Um, it's, you know, grown a lot over the last few years. So I'm really grateful for the community I've built. Um, but yeah, it's definitely um, a, a lot of work that goes into it. I think uh, some people just think it's, a lot of fun and games and you know i have the opportunity to check out a lot of really unique places in colorado um but then there's a lot of work once once i leave those places to actually um you know fit it into um an instagram reel tiktok video and and get it um so people seem and you know want to be interested and want to watch it and um you know highlight the company or the business 
um, in a really great way. Yeah, let's kick awesome. it right off. I mean, you know, a lot of folks think, I mean, I guess in uh, uh, social media is kind of a career path now, you know, and some folks think like, oh, I'm one viral video away from being able to do it. it tell us how you got started and you, you've got like a significant audience and kind of tell us what your sweet spot is and what you're trying to accomplish with your page. Yeah, so I actually started it several years ago um, when I moved back to Denver. So born and raised in Denver, left for college, came back, always been a really big foodie, which was um, kind of my bread and butter when I initially started. I actually used to be 5280 Foodies was my original handle. Um, and why I started it was um, I get a lot of text messages, calls from friends and family um, asking, you know, where to go out in Denver. And especially a few years ago when I had just moved back um, was really when the Denver food scene was, you know, making big waves, really changing lots of new restaurants popping up. Um, and instead of just sending, I kind of started compiling a list on my phone, um, very organized in terms of breakfast, lunch, and dinner, types of cuisines, all of this, um, I started thinking, you know, what if I just started taking photos of my meals and then posting them? Didn't really want that to be my like personal account where I share my pictures um, of what's going on in my life. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll just start a new account, um, share it with friends and family, and then they can kind of see where I am dining out. And I just, you know, really loved trying new restaurants um, in Colorado and so that's kind of where it started. Um, wasn't necessarily trying to grow a following at that point. Um, just really was trying to give recommendations to people that constantly reached out to me. And then during COVID, um, I started reaching out to restaurants that I loved, had grown up on, that I could see were struggling, and was essentially saying, hey, I'm coming in tonight can I talk to you guys about what you're doing in terms of, you know, COVID protocol protocols? Um, what were they, you know, doing delivery now, doing takeout, seating people 10 feet apart, whatever it was that they were doing. Um, and from there, that's kind of when things just really took off for me, which was awesome. Um, and then I was able to just start covering lots of different restaurants within Colorado that, um, you know, wanted to show how they were going about, the big changes of COVID. And then um, the last year, two years, um, things kind of, you know, COVID, quote, unquote, died down. Um, and then, you know, influencer marketing just really took off. Um, so then I, you know, have been given lots of opportunities to showcase restaurants, um, you know, when they have new specials, you know, new restaurant openings, um, all that jazz. And then last year, I made the decision to shift my content. Absolutely love um, and still do a lot of restaurant content, but really just wanted to give a full on, you know, experience of what it's like living in Colorado um, and wanted, you know, my handle to reflect that. So now I do all sorts of um, content in terms of, you know, experiences, things to do in Denver, um, still restaurants, but you know, new things popping up, um, and entertainment, like all these new pickleball halls and golf simulators. Um, and then, you know, hikes going, um, you know, best places to leave peep, um, just all that, the things that Denver and beyond Denver have to offer. Um, and so now that's kind of all it's all, it's not all over the place, but gives a good, you know, general, um, 
opportunity for people to see, you know, what's going on within Denver and then beyond, um, and all of Colorado. You know, it's really cool that you have kind of a COVID origin story, it, particularly because it was so squirrely. I mean, I do everything I can to like block out the COVID times, <laughs> but two things come to mind. One, remember when you could build like a little igloo outside. So it was like, <laughs> you can't go inside and eat, but you can go outside inside. That's cool. You can do that. And yeah. then, <laughs> then the other one was, remember it was like, okay, you can come in, you have to wear a mask when you're walking around. Once you sit down, you can take that mask off. You're good. But if you have to stand back up, you put it back on. I mean, it was like, it was really a wild time because there was like different rules. Now, were you running into that early on where people were wanting to explain? They're like, hey, we built igloos outside. You need to know that you can come down here and eat outside inside. Mm -hmm. Um, It just kind of depended on the restaurant, I think. Like for me... I was just initially going into places that I always dine at places I've been going to for years. Um, and then, yeah, some of the, you know, more unique experiences that came out of COVID, um, you know, they were reaching out to us about, you know, igloos or the takeout alcohol was a huge thing yeah, um, totally. that, that from COVID was, <laughs> I mean, I loved it. A it was, bucket it of margaritas. Wild, You're like, <laughs> yeah, yes. You can literally just that? go. You can, I think you can still only do it at the airport, which I mean, airport is lawless mm. anyway. So, yeah, um, but yeah, we, I was literally, you know, going, picking up to go margaritas and like doing videos of how you could, you know, grab this bucket of margs and bring it home with you. And it was always, I don't know. I always got nervous going home in the car being like, I hope I don't get pulled over, but like, I'm pretty sure it's legal. But yeah. It was, got it the was sticker over experience. the experience. Sticker over, over the, the straw exactly. hole. I had no idea that any of that was a thing. People were eating in igloos. Like <laughs> they were like these like plastic bubbles. Kind of bubbles, yeah, exactly. I think some restaurants still have them, like maybe Annette's in the Stanley Marketplace still does them, and maybe Hop I don't know if Hop Alley still does them. Um American Elm was doing there was yeah, everyone had these like outdoor indoor dining experiences did you go ahead did you mention leaf peeping what is what is this what is leaf Leaf peeping um it is when the the leaves are changing in colorado Uh, and the mountains this is a a, maybe a colorado coin term um (laughs) but people want to find the best spots to like drive around hike around and see those beautiful golden leaves so i'm i like hiking so i've you know i did a few videos on best hikes to uh leaf peep but people love driving the mountains and seeing it yeah and it's probably a very colorado (laughs) i had not heard it before but now it makes sense i know aspen's a big leaf peeping location Mm -hmm. definitely you know during that covid time we lost a lot of restaurants they weren't able to make Mm -hmm. it and there was like kind of a sentiment that it was like hey man you got to you got to get out and spawn or you got to support the, the the restaurants you really like, you know, to make sure that they can keep their doors open, you know, post COVID they've, they tripled prices. So I think they're doing great. <laughs> what were the, what were the restaurants that you were like, I have to patronize these restaurants because these can't go anywhere. Ooh, that's a great question. Um, there's a lot of like restaurants on um, the side of town where I grew up on that, you know, we frequented, 
um, bagel deli, big one for my my family. We grew up there. We used to go get lunch there all the time in high school. That's over um, off Hamden. That's the one. Yep, yeah. right off Hamden. Oh yeah, that place um, is great. Love that place. Um, Zadie's another one. Delis um, was great. They ha- struggled a little bit during COVID, and then now they reopened in a new location. They were in Cherry Creek. Now they're um, more in Southeast. I don't think it's technically Glendale, um, but just outside Glendale, that area. Um, and then just like a lot of hole in the wall restaurants, Mexican restaurants. I live not too far off of federal. So there's a lot of those. Um, so we were frequenting a ton of those. Um, Hold on. We can't just glaze past that. If you live fe- federal and where? Um, I'm off of, I'm like two blocks from the, the stadium. Oh, nice. Um, 16. Jefferson Park. Uh, other other side, Sloan's Lake. Okay, cool. I'm at 24th so equipment. Two, okay, it's yeah. like two blocks to Federal, and then you gotta then you're you know walk down to the stadium. So you're off what 23rd? You say 16th. Oh, 16th. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah, you're in my neighborhood. I love that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, Tacos Jaliscos. That was one for me. You know, like absolute okay. must save during COVID. They did great. They had gallons of margaritas, you know, and then they changed. Now they got the patio. They kept the patio in the front instead of the parking spaces. Fantastic. Mm. A lot of yeah. that stuck around, which is nice. There's a lot more outdoor dining, I think, around the world these days. Yeah. All those, I like the, yeah, the street closures too have been nice, like still on um, some places downtown and then like Pearl Street. Um, and other places around town, but it's, I kind of like that street dining now without the cars. Rhino too also has that now too. Mm-hmm. Totally. Good change. All right. I got a question for you. So one thing I love about your page is it's kind of a celebration of food in Denver. And for whatever reason, there's a sentiment in Denver that Denver has terrible food. If you go to the subreddit, you know, Denver circle jerk, or you look up Denver, like they're always, people just are waiting in line to trash Denver. And I I never really understood it. I mean, you know, maybe 15, 20 years ago, there was like less options, but there was always good food. You know what I mean? I don't know if people are looking for some like fine dining experience, like, oh, I can't get, you know, my French food in Denver, but why should you? So I love that you're celebrating that. What do you think contributes to that? What makes, what makes Denver somewhat self-loathing as far as their appreciation of food here. Yeah. So funny. I was literally talking about this with someone last night. Um, I think that a lot of times it has to do with um, a lot of people didn't grow up here and they come here from bigger cities where, you know, population is bigger. The amount of restaurants is much more prominent. So they come with the expectation that we are, you know, a Los Angeles and New York, a Miami where, we have to kind of live up to that standard. And I think a lot of people then end up being disappointed with not having that exact same big city vibe with our restaurant scene. Um, But I also just think people don't seek out, um, you know, far beyond what they do read on Instagram or what they see, um, you know, when you Google best food in Denver, I don't necessarily think that's always the best, um, list of places to go. Um, not to say that those places aren't good, but I think, you know, you definitely need to do your research, um, before going out to eat, um, because there are so many great restaurants, so many mom and pop restaurants on federal, um, on other, other places in 
um, in Denver that you know might not make the list of top 10 restaurants, but have incredible food. Um, also, I think, you know, a lot of people are sometimes looking for that fine dining experience, which um, up until the last few years, Denver didn't necessarily offer. But now I feel like every week I see some new restaurant um, popping up in Denver that, you know, fine dining, offering those kinds of experiences. And I think with the Michelin star having come to Denver last year, I think we're going to see a lot more um, of those, you know, unique dining experiences, um, 12 people in the restaurant, um, very um, intimate kind of dining spaces start popping up a lot more. Um, there's already some great places I've been able to um, go to that are similar to that. Um, but I think, you know, those, those are definitely upscale. And a lot of times, you know, they do have wonderful food. But for me, that's not a realistic place that I'm going to frequent every week. And I think um, there are some, you know, absolutely wonderful spots, you know, around town that you can easily get to pay under 20 bucks for your whole meal and, and still have some fantastic food. You know what I blame it on? Anthony Bourdain. And God rest his soul, I love him more than absolutely anything. I love Bourdain, but I got a beef and a bone to pick. Someday, maybe I'll speak to him in the afterlife because he did an original session of No Reservations in Denver and just trashed Denver. It was was terrible. And I mean, he is like the, uh, you know, he is the god of the misanthropic hipster elite. You know what I'm saying? Like, no reservation is absolute canon. You got to watch that. So maybe to your point, I mean, street food, we got that in spades. We got, we got like family recipes, that kind of stuff. We got that in spades. That was the two segments of the show. But then he always had the like very like, you know, cutting edge chef doing wild stuff. And at that time, we, maybe we didn't have that. Or maybe those people were underrepresented. But he did a whole episode just trashing Denver. I don't know how many other cities he did that to, but he did it to us. And maybe that people picked up on that energy and that consists or it persists to this day. But it's a trope. It's like, dude, you, you're out of your mind, man. If you don't know where to, to, to eat good food in Denver, you're not even trying, man. It's ridiculous. So shout out to Bourdain. I, Rest in peace. I tried to do a um, Bourdain recommendation in Prague when I was living out there. And um, he recommended this Czech beer cheese, which is made with like, I don't know what kind of fish is in it, but it's it's mashed up fish and it's like a cheese. But the <laughs> thing about it is that when you eat it, you're supposed to be able to drink like five times as much that night. Because whatever reaction it has in your stomach with alcohol just like prevents you from getting that drunk. And like on the show, he did it. What what was it? Parts Unknown. Was yeah, it that was a that was the CNN show. That was that was that was a great one. I think I think that's what it was. But um, he did it, and he was like, then he went out to drink the whole night, and he has the camera crews and everything. And he's like, I am not drunk. <laughs> so I, me and my friends were like, we're gonna try it, and we go to the restaurant and we order it, and. Even the waiter's like, are you sure, like, you want to order that? He's like, you probably shouldn't. Like, you don't really know. It was maybe, like, 20 bucks or something. So we're like, we just want to get it. Like, we want to try it. And before it even got to our table, we're like, what? What is that? Like, who has that? And we just see the waiter, like, smiling, like, bringing it over to us because he knows we can already smell it. And I don't even (laughs) think we had him put it down on the table. It was, like, it was really rough. Fish cheese? He didn't try it. We could. 
we I was gonna throw up. Like <laughs> the, when he put it on the table, oh. I think we just looked at it and we we're like, "There's no shot that we're eating that." But we we try fish and cheese. That doesn't sound. They they all got a kick out of watching us be grossed <laughs> out and not eat it. They took it off the uh, bill for us. <laughs> wow. Well, maybe that was it. Maybe Bourdain need to be challenged. Maybe he needs something that bites back. Alana, what, yeah. what what's challenging about Denver cuisine? What what could we bring Bourdain back to to try? I mean, challenging. Um, something yeah. hot, maybe. I think <laughs> a challenge, or like in the sense of you know what we should what we should bring him back for, because I feel like these upscale restaurants is probably you know we have these chefs now that we could really highlight. Um, but in terms of a challenge, ooh. yeah, because he likes like the tend- he likes the old eggs and stuff like that. The the fish yeah. cheese. I stay far away from that. <laughs> I just want to bring him back for a mus- mushroom Swiss burger at the Candlelight Tavern because <laughs> that is just that slaps or that's or good. Tatsu, ramen. But I stay <laughs> repping that on the show, but I don't think anyone ever goes to eat it down in Dia. Tatsu Izakaya, the best ramen. I need to get into that. Go ahead, Alana. Sorry, I, c- I cut you off. No, no, I'm, I'm thinking. I don't, I don't know what. That's a hard one. I don't know. There's not a. I, I tend to stay away from the challenges and extremely hot or um, not super enticing food. Um, I don't think I would have gone for the, the fish cheese. <laughs> the fish cheese. Uh, <laughs> If, if we're pulling Anthony might Bourdain, might have ruined my appetite for today. <laughs> if we're pulling Anthony Bourdain out of his endless slumber, it better be something good. So I don't, I don't want to make a real decision on that. Yeah, no, no, we'll have to give that some some consideration. Yeah, you can't can't disrespect him by pulling him for something bad. And I had salmon and cream cheese for like dinner last night. So I mean, it's not that crazy, but a pungent aroma might like spoil the no, different type this of cheese. Is not, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, you've never smelled something like this. You were so far in, though. I feel like there was no turning back at that point. It must have been that awful where you just couldn't do we it. We might have. I'm, I'm sure I did a little, like, like a little taste, but there was not. I did yeah. not do a spoonful. Okay. We definitely, like, dipped our fingers in and tried it, and that was it. Oh. But the smell was just, like, we couldn't get it off the table fast enough. Like, the whole restaurant knew what, what we had. So it was a scene. So Alana, looking at your Instagram, you're doing a lot of giveaways, promos, stuff like that. Obviously it's in restaurants, best interest to, to have you promoting their stuff. What does the Alana bump look like? Like you post something, do you, do you get feedback from like little man or something? If you do a giveaway that, that people go down there, what, what is the feedback like for some of these restaurants? Yeah, it really depends. Um, I you know, go into places on my own, or I also get reached out to. Um, so it's just kind of a matter of who's reaching out to who. Um, but I, I never go in anywhere like expecting anything. Um, Little Man was a really awesome um, promo I did with them for a giveaway. So that was kind of working in tandem with them um, for a ice cream social. Um, and who doesn't love Little Man's? I had them at my wedding. Um, nice. So big little man's fan. 
Um, but promos are always a really great way to give exposure to um, the restaurants, um, give away something that, you know, they of their choosing, whether it be a gift card, whether it be an experience, um, something like that. Um, and then typically brings them um, some new followers that maybe maybe weren't already aware of them or weren't following them. And then hopefully gets more people to come in to their business or restaurant um, in the future once, you know, once they're already following and kind of start getting up to date on um, their social media, seeing them regularly now in their feed. Um, and then um, being able to kind of be in the know about what's going on with them. Yeah. I mean, can, can businesses, uh, you sponsor you for a feature? Yeah. yeah. Businesses always, I'm always open for working to working with any businesses. Um, so I get reached out to, um, and then kind of go from there of what that looks like, what they're looking for, how I can help them, cool. um, what makes sense for them. But yeah, I think you know, right now, a really awesome feature on Instagram is collaborations. So um, prior to collaborations being um, what they are, um, you know, I would post about a restaurant and then, um, you know, you'd have to go into the caption or go into the tag profile to find the restaurant to go to their social media, yeah. um, which still was able, you know, still you had the ability to bring a lot of new followers to um, a restaurant or a business. But with the new collaboration feature, I think it's just, you know, so awesome because now you're seeing the reel on my feed, on their feed. Um, you're getting, you know, cross um, kind of pollination of um, both followers and, you know, really able to kind of connect the dots of she's showing this restaurant, her feed, but you can go directly to their feed just by clicking on it. You see it's, you know, the Colorado gal and um, you know, whatever business it might be. And I think it's just a really great new feature that Instagram introduced over the last um, year that's really, I think, helped restaurants and brands um, overall uh, to really give some great exposure um, organically. Yeah. No, it's awesome. And, you know, I'm looking at your, through some of your posts and oddly we have some, some synchronicity here between you and this podcast. <laughs> There's a couple of themes that always come up. One's barbecue and the other one is this plus yoga, whatever this might oh, be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love the, this plus yeah. yoga events. This plus yoga is everything. And I just look at this post from five days ago. You got pit fiend, shout out to those guys and puppy yoga. Yes. I definitely have been repping puppy yoga. <laughs> yeah, that's there true. Puppy yoga, <laughs> goat yoga, aquarium yoga. Uh, uh, oh, botan- that's on my list. Aquarium yoga. Botanical gardens yoga. Red Botanic rocks yoga. Botanical gardens too, yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's lots yoga of yoga. on the rocks. Yes. Yes. I just did puppy yoga. That was, I think, the second time I've done it. You don't get a lot of yoga done, to be completely honest. It's all about the puppy. The puppy. More puppy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were all not all of them but a majority of the puppies at the class i was just at were adoptable so it's just like oh that's awesome yeah it's it's you gotta you gotta almost want to leave with a puppy i did not i already have one um but i think after the event most of the puppies were adopted um a few of the dogs there had just been adopted that week and then um you know were coming back to meet their litter mates um but yeah i do love a good goat yoga too Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's crazy. The amount of things you can just throw into yoga and mm-hmm. then it makes it a lot more popular because <laughs> I am not one to sign up for yoga classes. Usually, um, that's, that's not my, 
my passion where my passion lies. But the moment you introduce something, you know, something to the yoga class, I'm there. Yes. Jogging, sitting there all jealous. Be like, what about puppies plus jogging? That was original. Yeah. It needs <laughs> to can't keep I, up. Tiny I don't know legs. Puppy yoga. I, I think I would leave with some fresh some dogs. With some dogs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. But yeah, this is awesome. The content's awesome. I love the list formats too. Those always, always get me sucked in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I do love doing some um, each month. I do uh, free events in Denver. Um, I think there's some awesome events that people just aren't aware of um, that happen. Free museum days, free days at the zoo, um, you know, different free events that are going on just around town at local businesses that people aren't aware of, um, like markets and um, Valentine's Day ongoing currently. Um, so I, I think it's you know helpful to get the word out about things you might just not know about, but then when you do, uh, it's, it's a fun new thing to do. Agreed. I yes. tell you what, let's rip through some events f- coming up this weekend, and then we're going to do some Denver trivia. Alana, are you ready for that? I'm ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> All right, Tom, hit us with uh, what you got going on this week. All right, let me um, get my little list out right here. So this week, and this is a shout out to Katie, our previous guest host. Um, she is always going to the DU events. So she likes to watch DU hockey. But uh, this week, I'm highlighting DU women's gymnastics. I got tickets for one March 3rd. I used to be a gymnast for a very long time, so I'm super hyped about this. I've never actually been to, I've been around a lot of professional gymnasts doing crazy stuff, but I've never actually been to a gymnastics meet. Yeah, that seems really fun. Outside of when I was like a a kid, like participating in them. But um, now that I'm sure this is going to be sick, they just got bumped up there ninth in the country right now. Uh, DU Women's Gymnastics. So should be pretty sweet. They have a meet. This Sunday, the 11th at 1.45 at the Magnus Arena down by DU. Check that out. I'm sure it's going to be sick. I'm going to the one on the 3rd. This weekend, it's against Iowa State and Southeast Missouri State. Cool. So check that out. Last week, I told everyone that I was going to highlight the social languages um, class. They have not announced when their next class is yet, but they have gotten their website up. So you can go on there and you go follow them. That is the um, language learning class that they do like um, in breweries and like, you know, nighttime locations where it's like grab a beer and then you're fully immersed in Spanish for the night uh, for like an hour or so. And they'll do events like um, physical, you know, activities and stuff to help you learn the language. So they don't have the next class scheduled yet, but they do have the website up where you can go and you can follow and get updates about when the next one is if you want to learn. Um, and then I did a little Super Bowl one, the McGregor Square watch party. Really only go if you want to get pretty crazy. Like, um, Is that they, a big party? Yeah. it's Well, especially for like the Nuggets, obviously, and like the Avalanche. Like whenever it's a big finals watch party, the McGregor Square party is the one that gets pretty rowdy, especially when you have a Denver team in it. But for the Super Bowl, I'm sure it's going to be pretty similar. Um, they have the huge big screen in that. If you've never been to McGregor Square, you know, they have the whole viewing area for whatever they want to put on the TV. Yeah, it's fun. Um, 
But you get, I think you're going to get free pizza and a free beer for this one. So check that out. The inside area there is nice too. It's kind of like a milk market type, uh, like food court next to a bar. Mile post zero. Mile post zero. Yes, exactly. My buddy Patrick's over there uh, bartending. So if you go in on Super Bowl Sunday, say hi to Patrick uh, from the pod. Shout that's going to be it for me. Ryan, you want to go next? You betcha, man. Dude, I, I really want to try this social, uh, what is it, language and beers? Yeah, social <laughs> languages is what the event is called. So it, I'll let you know when the next one is. You okay. Through. I did their, so Josh, like I said, is the one who connected me to them. Yeah. And um, he was filming their like first big promo video because Josh is a video gangsta. Yeah, he um, is. He's going to be editing it and helping them promote. So, uh, cool. The next one should be pretty soon within the next couple of weeks. I'll let you know when it is. Totally. I mean, there's some magical, I don't know if this is what the event is, but if it could be like language, let's say Spanish 101 and English 101 together talking to each other, these are my favorite conversations. That's exactly me in when I go to Mexico mm-hmm. or me the other day. I, I met this great guy from Venezuela. You know, he was, he asked to, to, to clean the windshield. I'm like, oh yeah, bueno, bueno. I'm like, gracias, gracias. Me llamo Ryan. He goes, I am from Venezuela. I'm like, I know, man. (laughs) He's He's out there with like his, he's got his four English phrases. I got my four Spanish phrases and we're just like putting it together. Yeah, man. It was great, but (laughs) it's really fun. You know, anytime you, you got, you got like a waiter who's like getting in there with his English. You're like, dude, that's awesome. Let me see if I can meet you where I'm at, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, Denver public schools, Spanish 101 (laughs) in the nineties. That's the limit. (laughs) Yeah. Nineties Spanish 101. (laughs) Awesome. Cool. I've, I've got just a couple of things. I'm I'm just sponsoring Monster Jam on Saturday because what kind of way do you want to go into the Super Bowl but experiencing Monster Jam? Troy, you ever been to Monster Jam? I went once when I was a kid. It was awesome. Yeah. It was, yeah, it, it can't go wrong with a monster jam. Yeah. I mean, if, if you know, if you have the pleasure of knowing a young boy and girl, girls love monster jam too, but particular for young boys, boy, monster trucks are just, it's electric. It's amazing. There is a <laughs> lot of like excess uh, car exhaust in the stadium because it's indoors. Oh, that's like, well, you, oh. you don't think about that. It's everyone of... getting a little lightheaded in there? <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay. You're kind of hot boxing like diesel fumes. <laughs> but Monster Monster Jam's amazing. Bring your your earphones and your your gas mask. Yeah. Apparently. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely want to plug the ears. But, you know, a mask is not a, not a bad idea. But Monster Jam's so cool. And then I've got three events. And one of these, uh, Heidi actually was like, hey, we should go see this. And I was like, ah, it sounds like doing something, which generally I'm opposed to a, a lot of times. <laughs> but the fact that they all come together, uh, it seems like they're, these people speak in my language. And what they are is they're three tribute bands. One on Friday is Schism. It's a tribute to Tool. They're playing at the Oriental Theater over there on Tenney. Um, then we have Nirvanish on Friday that's playing at Little Bear. It's a tribute to Nirvana. And then on, also on Friday at um, Meow Wolf is one more time a tribute to Daft Punk. 
Now, why I think this is particularly for me, let's just, just assume the music, of course. The music is, is, is our music from high school, so that, mm-hmm. you know, but also, like, this is, this is also a time, if we're talking about 92, when Nevermind comes out, if we're thinking Tool's first record comes out in 93, I think Daft Punk was probably 93, 94 when those came out. This is a prime time headphone music times. Oh, sorry. I'm slamming my fist again. Oh, so, yeah. so you had your you had your CD, your your discman. You know what I'm saying? And you had your headphones, and if you were lucky, you had a discman that had a little three band e- equalizer. So this is the first time people are wearing like over the ear headphones like all the time. You know, so a lot of us ingested some of this mu- amazing music for the first time, completely immersed in the sonic landscape because we're just doing everything with headphones on now. You know what I'm saying? So that influences the way you want to see the bands. Now, all three of these bands, I mean, rest in peace, Nirvana, Kurt, what's up? But like Tool and Daft Punk, if you want to see those bands, they're going to be headlining at a music festival, mm-hmm. which for me, I'm just not going to go see You're that. Not going there. That's too much. It's too much of a commitment. I can't manage that. I got to get tickets. I got to find glow sticks. I got to figure out how to get on a diet so I could fit into some kind of costume to look cool. And then somebody's going to make fun of me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just to get all the way to the show. I'm not going to do that. But you got these people that also love the music, and they're like, let's play clubs and theaters. Mm-hmm. And then we can bring that to the people. You know, So maybe I'm, maybe I'm changing my mind. Friday, how close are we to, to Valentine's Day? If I took Heidi out to this, maybe would that qualify as a Valentine's Day event? Valentine's Day is next. Yeah. Next Wednesday, not this Wednesday, next Wednesday. Oh, so like this, this is like Valentine's Day weekend, kind of. Yeah. If we did event, okay. So we could do, <laughs> we could do event for Valentine's Day this weekend. Dinner, I could make dinner on Wednesday and we're in the clear. The real question is, are you going Daft Punk or are you going Nirvanish? Or Schism, tribute to Tool. Yeah. What's the... What's the most romantic? <laughs> okay, here's how I think about this. Daft Punk would be really fun, but it's at Meow Wolf, which makes it just annoying to me. <laughs> Nirvanish is going to be really loud, and Tool, a, a tribute to Tool. Now, what I know about Tool fans, and I know this because I worked at Guitar Center in the 90s, like people that like Tool, particular players, drummers and guitar players specifically, mm-hmm. they worship Tool. You know sure. what I mean? Like those guys were cutting edge doing mo- different time signatures. They're doing all kinds of different stuff. So whoever's putting together a tribute to Tool is going to take it very seriously. Yeah, I can see that. You know? So, yeah. So maybe that's the one. Maybe like I, maybe we buy tickets and go to this. You know? That one's at, where is that one? Oriental Theater. Okay. But your buddy of mine used to own the Oriental Theater. I'm not sure if he does. Andy, shout out to you. I'm not, I think he's still there. I think he still owns it. I, at least when we sponsored that wrestling event there. Oh, yeah. He still had that. Yeah. It's that spot. We saw some sick wrestling at the Oriental. Yeah. Local wrestling is the best. So that, <laughs> that's what I got. That's what I got for this weekend. Plus, you know, I'm thinking big sandwich. For the Super Bowl, Alana, what what's on the menu for Super Bowl Sunday? What are you what are you gonna do? All the appetizers you could imagine: pigs in a blanket, nice. baked brie. I don't know if there's a lot of baked brie's happening at other Ooh. Super Bowl parties, but always we're always bringing baked brie. Those are good. Um, lots of fried chicken, pizza. Um, 
everything. I feel like a oh, wings, you got to have wings. Um, and then, you know, people, I think, you know, skip, skimp on the, the dessert part, but I've got a sweet tooth. So you got to also have a dessert spread. doesn't have to be anything lavish, but like cookies, brownies, you know, something you got to cater to the sweet tooth as well. It's, it can't all be about the wings and the pizza and the beer. You got to have, you got to have some dessert too. Mm, you must. That's my ideal spread. <laughs> okay. You said 16th and federal that's walking distance. Just let me know. I'll bring my kids over. We'll bring I'm not hosting, little brownies. So you, you're welcome to come here, but no one will be here. No one will be there. Uh, nice. Cool. No, the, one time I won a Twitter promotion from Sprouts Market, and it was, yeah, a, yeah. it was a six-foot sandwich for the Super Bowl and, like, all the fixings. It was, like, everything. It was the best day of my life. It was amazing. You know, one real quick, a nice little Super Bowl thing that I like to do. Um, I make, like, lo- loaded nachos. So they'll have so much stuff in it, whatever you can imagine, you know, you can have some taco meat or like some bacon, whatever. Um, And I'll do multiple layers, but after the top layer, once they get down a little bit deeper into the chips, it transfers to Cool Ranch Doritos. And you should see the people's faces (laughs) when they're like eating the tortilla chips and they're like, is this Cool Ranch Doritos? (laughs) Speaking of... uh, Speaking of nachos um, in the Super Bowl, so in in one of the f- uh, fantasy football leagues I was in, the last place punishment is that the person who gets last had to make and eat Oreo nachos, which is basically like instead of chips, use Oreos. So on Super Bowl this Sunday, he's one of my friends is going to be making his Oreo nachos, so Oreos with you know, uh, melted cheese, seasoned ground beef. beef all, Dude, all what? <laughs> no, no, no. And, and, Andy's filming a tutorial and review on TikTok, so it's, it's going to be interesting. I'll He's going to go viral. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to share that with everyone. Oh uh, man, you know his uh, his review of those nachos. Those will be consumed this Sunday. Dude, you need thirty milligrams before you go into some nachos like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my my Uh-oh. friend groups. I don't play, but their punishments are pretty wild. <laughs> this year, um, the loser. I think they need to do this for three months, but they essentially need to live stream the equivalent of like an Australian morning news segment. So every day they'll have to report on the weather in Australia and like you know current events and things happening. They'll be live streaming every morning at like seven a.m. It, they, this is oh, for uh, losing a bet or losing the fantasy football league, <laughs> getting last. Yeah. Oh. How long do they have to do that for? I think it's for a couple months, like three months. God, that's, that's intense. That's crazy. That's a wild. One. That's intense. The last last one, no, maybe two ago, they had to take a bus to Canada and then just get directly on the next bus back. God, that's dang. horrible. <laughs> so they get, they, I would serious. not join that they league. Rough punishments there. One guy had to enter an amateur bodybuilding competition. <laughs> Just <laughs> and participate. You had to do like a whole routine, like a flexing routine and like a talent <laughs> and stuff. Wow. So they go hard with them. That one was on like ESPN. They they shared it on ESPN for the oh, best wow. punishments. Oh my gosh. You know, the good thing about that, though, is you get to get the spray tan 11 going. I've always wanted that. He had to get the spray tan. Otherwise, he would have just 
not even, I don't know if they would accept him. Yeah. You, you got to go like, you got to go deep, deep spray tan. to get up there. He went hard on the legs. So like he, his legs were like, he looked like he was a bodybuilder. Really? I he think, got all I think shredded that, out? I think that's what his focus was. He's like, I'm just going to make the legs. And then he had like good leg poses, but he did good. Shout, nice. out, shout out to Petey. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. But we got to get Alana's events here. We'd, we'd sidetracked. Let's yes. Um, all good. Um, my first two are um, somewhat geared towards Super Bowl. Um, Friday, there is a puppy bowl at the airport. Um, so all adoptable dogs, um, at, from the Denver animal shelter, um, it's going on at the airport in, um, kind of the big grand hall. But if you don't want to drive out to the airport, like most of us, they also are live streaming the event from 10 AM to noon. So, um, that is going on this Friday, just a few days. Um, so get your puppy fix and in a little pre, um, uh, Super Bowl Sunday, and um, also Social Hour, which I believe is a dog, um, uh, not a, a dog uh, boarding boarding place, is also doing a Super Bowl Sunday puppy bowl. So they have um, adoptable dogs. A there is a Social Hour, um, and that's taking off in the morning before Super Bowl Sunday. So lots of dogs and puppies going into um, the game. And then want to shout out um, the block distilling. Um, if you haven't been down in Rhino, a lot of breweries down there, but the block distilling is also down there if you're looking for a good cocktail fix. But they are doing a love letter to Denver next week, and they're offering a free cocktail to anyone that comes by during their open hours, one your first cocktail is on them um, in honor of Valentine's Day and living in Denver. So definitely go check them out next week to celebrate Valentine's Day. A great solo date, a great cheap date date, um, or uh, you know bring your friend group there and uh, start your uh, Valentine's Day uh, with a free drink. Very nice. It's good vibes inside the block distillery. I've been in there. It's a cool little yes. atmosphere. And you can see the whole like distilling process through the big glass windows in there. Cool. Different than a yeah, brewery, but it looks kind of similar. Big metal vats yeah. that you don't know what's happening inside of. <laughs> oh, yeah. They've always got tons of events going on. Um, they have like comedy nights and poetry nights and markets. They, they've got it. They do a lot of cool stuff there. You know how I know you're from Denver without saying you're from Denver? All your events are puppies. <laughs> That's true. I'm surprised that the puppy bowl event is at the airport. Like, yeah, I think parking. it's because, yeah, expensive parking. I think it's because they have the, um, I think it's like the Den team. I can't remember exactly what the name is, but if you're ever at the airport, I, I'm always lucky enough that I run into them, but they have, those adopt um they're not service dogs but they walk around and comfort you as you are in your stressful time of need traveling they're in the like purple vests so i think it's put on by or sponsored by that group that um that does that at the airport so i think that's why it's there but streamable too so you can watch it from the comfort of your home emotional support puppies and we yeah yeah 
I'm always lucky enough. I run into like one or two of them and have to stop my, <laughs> you know, walking to my gate to, to make sure I pet a few dogs before I get on a plane. Good mm-hmm. luck. Cool. Well, I tell you what, we only got a couple uh, of minutes here and Alana, thanks so much for your time, but let's do some trivia. We prepared a little bit of trivia. Mm-hmm. I think each of us have what? Three, three pieces of trivia. Um, so yeah. Troy, let's, let's have you lead buddy. How are we going to yeah, do yeah. this? Let's do some trivia. So, so I think, so it's going to be Ryan and Alana answering the questions. So we're going to, we're going to have a little friendly competition here to see who, who has the most knowledge, you know, about Denver and really anything. It's going to be, you know, geographical locations, monuments, food, sports, whatever. It's just random trivia. And I have some questions we can ask. We'll keep score. It'll be one point per question. Tom has some questions. And then we can do a little bonus round with your questions, Ryan, at the end. Amazing. Loser has to eat the Oreo nachos. <laughs> there we go. Loser <laughs> eats Oreo nachos. How should we, should we have them write down the answers or? I think uh, we'll just, if one person goes, if they get it right, they can keep going. And then if they get it wrong, the next person takes over. Is that, is that fair? Or we could do, if you ask a question, I have answer, Alana has answer, and then we say who's right or wrong after that, each one. Oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. If you guys end up with the same answer, I guess that's fine. It's an honor code here. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, then whoever's that goes second is at an advantage. That's why maybe we need to... We could go back and forth. We need we'll to toggle write back down. and forth. <laughs> yeah, that's... Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. So, Alana, you, you can go first. So... The first question here is, what is the name of the historic amusement park in Denver that features one of the oldest wooden roller coasters in the world? Lakeside. That is the correct answer, ladies and gentlemen. Very good. Very good, Alana. Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm keeping <laughs> Good question, here. Troy. Yeah. yeah. That, is, that is a good okay. one. So, Alana, you get to go again until you get one wrong. And then when you get one wrong, Brian will, or Ryan will have a chance to answer I like Same. this. This is the proper way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's turn up the difficulty notch here a little. <laughs> In what year did the Denver Broncos win their first Super Bowl and who was their quarterback at the time? Two-part answer. Mm. They won their first. 19, 1997. I don't think that's right. I think it's around there, though. Uh, John Elway. That's all correct. That is the, the that is the correct what? answer. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah. Crazy. I think the Broncos had three L's before that win. Yeah, that I think was... we've been five times, and we have like I think the most. I think I read this yesterday. We have the most losses. We're tied for the most losses um, being a Super Bowl team. But we still have a few wins, so that's all that. It's more than some some teams can say. Thank God for the Buffalo Bills. Wow. <laughs> I, th- I bet Ryan thought he was about to get the steal right there. <laughs> but Alana came through. Alana came through with the with the solid 97 Broncos. Nailed it. Okay. Nice loop. We'll do another sports one here. Which NBA team did the Denver Nuggets defeat in the 2020 NBA playoffs to advance to the Western Conference Finals? For the first time since 2009. Oh, I, I definitely am not going to. I watched all the games. Oh, I have. Mm, I definitely. 
I had no clue. Um, Random guess. Just say this. Uh, the Knicks. I don't know. That is incorrect. Yes. I'm like definitely not right. <laughs> It was the Phoenix Suns. Incorrect. Oh. oh, is it? Is it Golden State? No. Uh, uh, Clippers. It was the Clippers. Oh, it was oh. the Clippers. I was not going to say the Clippers. It was the Clippers for the uh, uh, national championship or the um, Western Conference, Western Conference final. Nope. Okay. Yeah. 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 <sighs> okay. Well, we're tied still. Or <laughs> a, a lot. You have zero. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because now you have to steal from Alana. So okay. you you get the chance to answer first now, Ryan. Okay. 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 Good questions, uh, Troy. Appreciate it. I'll do one more and then Tom, you want to do yours next? Sure. Okay. Let's pick one here. Okay. Built in 1908, which historic theater in Denver is renowned for its elaborate Moorish Revival architecture and hosts a variety of performances, including concerts, comedy shows, and film screenings. 1908. 1908 in Denver. Boy, that's that's what? 118 years ago? That's a long time ago. 1908 theater. Oh, my goodness. Um, I don't know. I have no idea. I'll say the Oriental Theater. That is correct. Yes. Wow. Callback, Troy. Nice. Go. Wow. That, we were just talking about it. <laughs> yeah. 1908, man. Respect. I was going to guess the Gothic theater for that. That's cool because, you know, that that technically then wouldn't have been Denver because it, it was probably Berkeley, right? I think that's it was like a small township of Berkeley. They had trolleys up there and stuff. And then it was annexed by Denver as Denver, you know, took over. Nice. Okay. One to two. One to two. Mm -hmm. Tom, you want to through some of yours? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. So uh, who's answering first here? I think Ryan, because he just got that one right. Yeah. So what is the oldest operating bar slash restaurant in Denver? My brother's bar. That's yeah. true. That is that is correct. Okay. That was maybe an easy one. but I also believe they claim to have been, invented the cheeseburger. Interesting. I think so. I, I was reading that as well, that the cheeseburger was coined in Denver. That was yeah. a potential other trivia question. There's weird synchronicity happening. I drove past it this morning, taking my kids to school, and I was like, hey, that's the oldest bar in Denver. And did you know that it used to have a second floor and they don't know what happened to it? Yes, because we talked about I think this was my Denver history special yeah. a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Um, and the whole I thought it was like your brother owned the bar. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That, I, see, I was just testing Ryan to see if he was paying attention to my features. Nice. I know. I don't know if that if I really get the point because we did talk about this the other day. And mm -hmm. poor Troy. Uh, <laughs> Tom's talking about his brother's bar. And Troy's just like, wow. He he bought like your a store has the landmark, huh? Bar in Denver. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Uh, my brother's bar continuously serving fine beers and spirits since 1873. And cheeseburgers. They are delicious. Okay. So, Ryan, got another point there. Um, I have a multi-point one. So, I'm going to actually do the next one first. Is this, is this the tiebreaker? That we, we could save that towards the end. So, we'll, I'll do one more. Troy can finish his out. And then I got a, a tiebreaker question. Um, but we're going to do it anyway. Okay, so 
Denver is known as the Mile High City for its high altitude and thin air. On average, how much farther do golf balls fly in Denver compared to sea level? Is it A, 10%, B, 12%, C, 18%, or D, 22%? So you can both answer with like a A, B, C, or D. I would so, say A, 10%, the lowest one. A, 10%. I would say C. 18%. Okay, the correct answer is A, 10%. Ryan. <laughs> and if you're up in the mountains, it can go as high as 12% wow. farther. And you're golfing. Shout out to the Blake Street Bombers. Back, remember back when the Rockies were good? A baseball can fly pretty well, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got... Alana with two points, Ryan with three points. We're going to kick it back to Troy. Okay, so we're going to continue with Ryan since he's on a hot streak here. Try to get him get him a hard one here. Get him stumped. Uh, which Denver neighborhood is known for its vibrant street art scene and an eclectic mix of galleries, restaurants, and boutiques? <laughs> is it Rhino? Yeah. It yes. <laughs> Troy, yes. Yes. Troy, we're in Rhino currently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our office has been here for many years. Um, yeah. But also, Rhino is kind of a gentrified term. Technically, there's several uh, neighborhoods yeah. that incorporate Rhino, five, most five notably points. five points. Yeah. Interesting. I have a Rhino question. The tiebreaker is going to be a Rhino question, just so you guys know. A little hint. Good question, though, Troy. Yeah, yeah. Troy's, Troy's did we tell Alana ones. that Troy lives in San Diego? Yeah. We did. Yeah. <laughs> we did. I actually did not know the office was located there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, one yeah. more more question. For let's do Ryan. Denver's Union Station underwent a major renovation and redevelopment in the 2010s. What is the name of the transportation hub that now features a hotel, restaurants, and shops while still serving as a transit center? Is it not Union Station? It is Union Station. These questions might be a little too <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's okay. went under extensive renovation. What was the name of the establishment? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, you, should, you should hit your tiebreaker one. Okay, so. we're not giving Ryan a point for that one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's a oh, chance. This is Alana's. This is Alana's question. Yes. A chance to earn five points. I think you could both give it a try. Five points up for grabs. There are upwards of 20 breweries in Denver's Rhino Arts District. Name five of them. All Just, right. Well, let's go okay. back. Let's go back to back to back to back to back. You start. I'll go. And we can't do that. That is a fair way to do it, yes. Okay. So Alana starts. Okay. Start out. O Odell's. Yes, there is an Odell. Ratio. Yes. Ratio. Our mutual friend. Good yes. one. Black shirt. Black shirt. Yes. Yes. With the best pizza that says brew with the best pizza. Oh gosh. Um, there's so many and why am I blanking? Um, I'm trying to 
picture the street. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Um, you got um, this. There's not. They're not all on Larimer, by the way. There's there's some big ones. Lots too. of it. Yeah, there's still some big ones left. I know. I was going to say there's some internationally renowned ones. I know. No, Denver Beard Co. doesn't have one in Rhino. Um, there's. Um, or that you got it, you got it. Mm, why can't why am I blanking? I spend so much time there. See, we got great divide, we got great divide. I was gonna, I was thinking, great divide. Uh, I was thinking, I uh, was thinking they're not in Rhino. Um, no, that one's yeah, that's Rhino still. Okay, Ryan's mm. at Ryan's at the three count. Alana's named two so far. Mm. There's also maybe you don't even think beer either. That's true. Other, what about does does Blue Moon count? That does that count. Rhino? That is still Rhino. That certainly counts. Okay, okay Ryan. And uh, then go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, let's see. No, 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 no. You, I took your turn. I'll go Infinite Monkey Theorem. Yes. Well, that's you actually a, that's a winery. Wine. Okay, okay. How about stem cider? We're going alt beer. Stem Ooh. stem counts as a brewery. Okay. I like stem. Stem's good. Um, um, you said ratio, right? Yeah. Ratio's got. Okay. Um, River North. Yes. That's what I was trying to think of. Couldn't come up with it. Okay, we get. What's the one right by the Great Divide behind it? I forget. You can name. each get one more point if you can muster up a a last brewery. The one, the one behind Great Divide, and also the one from Utah. What's that one? Um, there's. I'll give some hints. There's a. There's a giant one with big, giant size games. Be- beer stat. Yes, beer stat. Good one. Um, it used to be something else, though. I can't remember. It was like a winery at one point. There's part of it is also like oh, a, okay. a wine house, winery, whatever. Ryan, Coop is down there, but I don't know if that's Rhino technically. No, but there that, is one that we yeah. always used to go to after kick cons. Well, Epic was there, but Epic's not there anymore, is it? Oh, is that right? Epic's gone? Isn't it? Yeah, I think Epic's anymore. gone. Yeah, I think they, they're that's vacant. Kikon Breweries. We said our, our mutual friend ratio. That's where we used to go. Yeah. I, did we say our mutual friend already? Yeah. I oh. that was I think my my oh, first one. It. That's my favorite. Um who there's a okay. Shout well, out to our mutual friend for the best merch in the game, too. <laughs> they always got the fresh t-shirts. And next to Pit Fiend, so it's like double whammy. I know. It's a good spot right there. Cool. That's yeah. I'll I'll run through a couple ones that we missed um 14er brewing mm. did you guys say epic brewing i don't remember they got sour I, beers yeah i said epic but i couldn't remember if it was still there or not 10 barrel brewing i don't think anyone said and, that yeah yep uh, mobcraft brewery 
You can I get think some. it's gone. <laughs> really? I don't recognize it. Yeah. Um, you guys said Great Divide. There's a new Belgium pilot, like a smaller brewery. Oh, okay. And yeah, that's that's a lot of them on the list. I think you guys did pretty good. Nice. Well, you're you're a worthy adversary, Alana. <laughs> I blamed there on the beginning. I was like, this is too easy. It's yeah, too we hard. we tie. We tie. Nobody has to eat the Oreo nachos. <laughs> the name of the answer. That's okay. Sure. No worries. Yeah, no, those were great, man. If yeah, I had, had San really Diego trivia, ones. it would be way worse than that. Don't worry. Yeah. You think I'd uh catch that by now, being a grown adult, <laughs> but you know. That's all right. I, those were very well thought out questions, Troy. <laughs> those were great. Okay, let's leave it there. We have taken all of Alana's morning. Um, thanks so much for joining us. Um, I do want to give you a, a parting gift for coming on the show. We're sponsored by Samana Float Center. So you are now the proud owner of a certificate to redeem at Samana. Have you ever been in a float tank before? No. Okay. Well, it'll be your first time. And but I will soon. We expect a full yes. report. Yes. And We're going <laughs> to see a nice Colorado gal edit for <laughs> Samana. Oh, Let's yeah. see. We need the full report on how it goes. I still haven't gotten to use my float yet. Yeah. Have one ready to go, but I did not schedule it. Cool. Well, we'll send that over to you, Alana. Thanks for coming in and hanging out and uh, promoting uh, fun stuff to do in Denver. Um, it's a great, Thank you guys. It's, a, it's a great follow with, with tons of great recommendations of events and delicious pictures of food. Um, awesome. Thanks for coming on. Yes. And real quick, anything you want to shout out, tell the people where to find you. What's the, what's the best thing here? Yeah. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at the Colorado gal. Um, and always looking for new recs and places to try. So slide into my DMs and um, always looking for good recommendations where to go. Amazing. Thank you guys for having me. This was awesome. Absolutely. And thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you can uh, message us on the show at kitcaster.com forward slash Denver. You can also subscribe on YouTube where we stream live on Tuesday mornings. Um, and you can subscribe on Apple or Spotify or wherever else you get um get your podcast uh, shout out to Samana for sponsoring the show as always and Alana hope you have a great time there and have a wonderful day everybody 